Hey there, this is Clay with ModernLove.Life, where we help you find the great loving relationship that you want without having to play mind games, without having to play hard to get, and without having to pretend to be someone or something that you are not, because I believe that you deserve to be loved for who you are, and if that is something that you believe too, please do me a favor by giving this video a thumbs up and subscribing to this channel if you are not already. Additionally, if you like what we're doing here and you want to learn more about how you can upgrade your own love operating system to help bring you into alignment for the loving relationship that you really want, please head over to our free class over at modernlove.life class. And if you like what you see over there, you'll be invited to take our next class up after that called the Compatibility Code. And there's a nice little offer there if you check that out. Okay, so today we're talking about how to know if you are in a rebound relationship or not. So we've been talking about rebound relationships for the past week or so, and I think we're gonna do it at least one more time because uh, there's still a couple more things that I want to uh, talk about and to clear up here before we move on. So there, this is by no means an exhaustive video, that, but we are gonna be covering some important things that might help you to understand if you are in a rebound relationship or not. Um, so let's go ahead and get into this. So the first sign that you may be in a rebound relationship is that, you know, maybe not a lot of time has passed since, um, you know, either you or your partner's uh, previous relationship ended in a breakup. Um, time is not the best way to measure if something is a rebound relationship or not, but, um, most people do not have the ability to emotionally move on and to detach from the past and to detach from a previous relationship, um, you know, within the first several weeks, if not even months, after a breakup. So, I mean, I would not be surprised if somebody was still dealing with a breakup, um, emotionally speaking, and still having unresolved emotional issues from a breakup, you know, even three or six months after the actual breakup. Uh, obviously, it depends on the nature of the relationship that was there before that. You know, is it like a, a significant real relationship? In which case, you know, yeah. Um, most people are not gonna be able to move on from being in a relationship with somebody that lasted several years, decades even, even, even several months. They're not gonna be able to move on from that in a matter of, uh, just a matter of like a couple of weeks or even days or something like that. You know, people may try to do that by dating very quickly after a breakup, but that is not um, really addressing the issue at the core, so to speak. They're just trying to paper it over by uh, basically hiding from their own emotional reality. And that is that if you were in a substantial relationship, you are going to naturally mourn its loss and feel its loss on an emotional level. You can try and suppress those emotions and shove them down, but it's not gonna stop them from being there. So if it was a very short period of time between um, you know, either you or your partner's uh, previous relationship before you, know, you got into another a new relationship, then you know, chances are that may be a rebound relationship. Um, the second thing is that you haven't taken the time to mourn that relationship. Um, you know, time is, a, is one thing that you can use to measure all of this, but of course time is not a very accurate uh, measure of this because 
a rebound relationship is really based around our emotions, not around time. It's not as if, you know, hey, it's been two months and 29 days since my breakup. I'm still uh, emotionally distraught. But tomorrow, after it's been a full solid three months, I'll be totally good to start dating again. It, it doesn't happen like that. It happens as we choose to embrace our emotions, as we choose to deal with our emotions, and as we choose to step into owning our experience, owning our emotions, learning our lessons from the past, and uh, hopefully doing something to make sure that we don't repeat the same lessons in the future. Um, most people do go through a mourning period when it comes to putting to bed a previous relationship. Uh, we did talk about the five stages of getting over a breakup. I'll go ahead and link to that over here in a playlist. You can go ahead and check that out if that's something that you missed. We did that a couple weeks ago. But if you haven't gone through this mourning period, then chances are your next relationship is going to simply just be a reaction to your previous relationship, an escape from the pain of the breakup, or in some other way trying to stuff down your emotions. Or, you know, obviously this would relate to your partner if, you know, you have gone through your breakup, but maybe your partner is not done going through their own issues yet. Um, the third one is that you are using the relationship, either you or your partner, are using the relationship as an escape from their life, from their experience. You know, it's like, oh, hey, my life would be really not so great without you because of my breakup, my previous relationship. Um, you know, I would be sad a lot. I would, uh, you know, miss my ex. I would do this. My life would have no meaning if it wasn't for you or something like that. And of course, this is all like a, a symptom of emotional unavailability. And of course, rebound relationships are a form and a symptom of emotional unavailability, which is probably a topic that we should bring up in one of these videos one day. Uh, emotional unavailability, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, but if the relationship is an escape from someone, something, some feeling, uh, then it is very likely that it's a rebound relationship because you're having the relationship as a way of escaping or as a way of distancing yourself from someone or some experience or some situation rather than actually having the relationship for the sake of what the relationship actually is and being with the person for the sake of who that person actually is. And so that's definitely a very dangerous setup. Um, the fourth sign that it's a rebound relationship is if you're constantly, either you or your partner, um, are constantly comparing each other to previous exes, to previous relationships, constantly saying this relationship is so much better than the one I used to have, this relationship, you know, you're so much, such a better partner than my ex or something like that. And, uh, or, or possibly even, you know, it, constantly complaining about the previous relationship. My, my other relationship was so much worse than this. Uh, you know, we never talked, we never connected. My ex was, you know, I could never trust anything that he said or did or anything like that. These are signs of a rebound relationship because your energy is where you put your attention on it. Your energy goes where you put your attention to. And if you're putting your attention on your ex, on a previous relationship or something like that, that just shows that your energy and emotions are still entangled in that previous relationship and that you have not really put all of that stuff behind you and to bed yet. So if that's happening, then that's definitely a major rebound relationship sign right there. And uh, the fifth sign that it might be a rebound relationship is if the relationship is either progressing too fast or too slowly. So if the relationship is progressing too fast, you know, you're fast forwarding through many of the uh, typical things that 
you know, might be normal for you or might be normal for uh, your partner, might be normal in, you know, your society, your culture, your uh, country that you live in. Um, by doing things like moving in with somebody after only dating for maybe a couple of months or getting married very quickly or um, doing things like that, this is a form of fast forwarding, which is what we've talked about in some of our previous videos on rebounds. Uh, which is where there's this thing called psychological displacement happening where you're trying to move quickly to get the new relationship up to about the same level that the previous relationship was at because, you know, that previous relationship, may, you know, maybe it took several years in order to, for you to move in together, but you want to do it really quickly over a matter of weeks or months so that you can feel more comfortable essentially stepping back into the previous relationship but with a different person that is definitely a sign that your energy and emotions are still tangled up in the previous relationship and it's definitely a sign of a rebound relationship. Now the opposite side of that is if a relationship is moving too slowly. Now of course this is all subjective as well too because you know what is too slow? As long as you and your partner are content with whatever speed quickly or slowly that a relationship is moving at, then that is fine, right? Each one of us has our own preference and uh, our own desires for a relationship to move either as quickly or slowly as, as it might be. But if it's moving too slowly and you notice that, hey, he doesn't seem like he wants to commit to me and I'm worried about being a friends with benefits and every time I bring up commitment or being in a relationship, he changes the subject or backs away or gives some sort of excuse or something like that. I'm worried that he's not really going to commit to me and that he's just using me for fun to forget about his ex or something. You know, that could definitely be a sign of a rebound relationship. And it's also a sign of emotional unavailability. In fact, moving too quickly or too slowly can be a major sign of emotional unavailability, which again is something that we definitely need to be talking about uh, in these videos in the not so distant future. So uh, what exactly do you do if you find out that you might be in a rebound relationship? Like what, where is it that you, that you do from here? So understand that rebound relationships are a symptom of a form of emotional unavailability. Um, emotional unavailability is quite common after a breakup because, I mean, let's face it, a breakup is a very intense emotional experience and it often consumes a lot of our attention and a lot of our emotion uh, for a period of time. And as our attention is being consumed by this, we are just emotionally unavailable to have other things like uh, a normal, natural, healthy, organic connection with somebody else or to be fully present in other areas of our lives as well too. So um, normally people will, you know, assuming you are not a, a long-term emotionally unavailable person, but if you're just a normal person that is emotionally available, but then you go through this dip of temporary emotional unavailability as you go through a breakup, you'll eventually come back up to it. Um, but, but if you're trying to do things in that dip, like get into a relationship, like date people, you know, you do run the risk of entering into rebound relationships, uh, entering into emotionally unavailable relationships, attracting and dating emotionally unavailable people and all of that. So the important thing for you to do, um, you know, if you are in a rebound relationship and you want to make that work is to learn how to come out of this emotional unavailability and encourage your partner to do this as well too because two emotionally unavailable people will naturally attract to one another so if you are attracting emotionally unavailable people it's probably because you are 
on some level emotionally unavailable yourself too. So if you want this to work, you're both gonna have to sort of thaw out a little bit on an emotional level and learn how to get back in touch with your own emotional well-being and learn how to actually appreciate each other for who you are rather than simply just the fantasy, the idea of being in a relationship, the idea of being attached to outcome, the idea of getting validation from somebody else, the idea of uh, being able to leapfrog past the pain and difficulty and hard work and uh, heartache that a breakup will naturally cause people to go through. And you know, if this is something that you want help with, de defrosting from all of this emotional stuff, um, our, co our course might be able to help you out with that. You can find out more about that over at modernlove.life slash class. There's a free class you can take, and if you like what you see there, uh, you're more than welcome to sign up for one of our uh, not free classes. It's called the Compatibility Code, and you can learn more about that over at modernlove.life slash class. So once again, if you like what we're doing here, please give us a thumbs up. Go ahead and subscribe to this channel if you are not already, and be sure to hit that bell icon next to the subscribe button so that you can get notifications next time we go live. With that being said, let's see what folks are talking about in the chat section. Um, let's see, we got, uh, Vid says, hey Clay, it's exactly four months, never heard from my ex, although I am in no, I guess no contact. Um, I don't know where he is. Is he moved on for good? Well, okay, so no contact is, is, a, is a tricky thing because there's a lot of things that you need to know about no contact, first of all. There's multiple different types of no contact. So if you just cut contact and your intention was to have him miss you so much that he reaches out to you and all of that, then that is, in my opinion, not the best way to go about doing no contact. Um, it's kind of a mind game, really, if you do it that way. Um, and if you're just gonna be waiting indefinitely for him to contact you, then you may be waiting for a very long time. What I prefer instead, if you want to get back in touch with him and restore a great connection with him, is that you cut contact and do things to naturally set yourself apart from the version of you that he broke up with so that when you get back in contact with him, he knows he's not walking back into the same dynamic, into the same game that he walked out of in the first place. And when you do that, it doesn't matter if you contact him first or if he contacts you first. In fact, you know, if you just pick up the phone and call him and say, hey, what's going on? And you can, you can actually start a conversation um, and have a great emotional connection. He should be able to notice that he's not talking to the same person that he broke up with. And if you have a great interaction and if his mood seems receptive to it, you know, suggest getting together, suggest meeting up, suggest getting together for something low stress, like a cup of coffee or something and just catch up, just see if the two of you are compatible with one another, see if the two of you can get along with one another. And uh, that's really how I would go about doing no contact. Um, you kind of left it vague, so I don't know if you're just kind of waiting for him to contact you, waiting for him to crack under the pressure or something like that, and you're not sure if he has or if he's uh, just moved on or something. And the truth is, I don't know, I don't know. But uh, the best way to figure that out is to make contact and to see how and if he responds to you. Okay, um, where do we leave off? Okay, Victor says, hey, hello, Victor. Vid says, yeah, yeah no contact, that was a typo, okay. Um, 
I was in a long distance relationship and unfortunately I did the stupid thing of getting on Tinder because I got anxious and nervous. My girlfriend has broke up with me. I am going to therapy now, trying to sort my stuff, uh, focusing on me. Yesterday we chat because there were some issues that we needed to discuss about a trip. She said that she still loves me. However, she can't get back together with me because she thinks that she cannot get over uh, the past betrayal and thinks that she will always um, have the fear in her mind. She also thinks that getting back together would be giving a step backwards and not, go, and not giving herself value. She believes that she, that she deserves something better and that we both will find somebody better. Okay, Victor, yeah. So again, you have to demonstrate to your ex that they are not walking back into the same relationship that they walked out of in the first place. If you are the same person that they broke up with, then getting back together with you is going to be a step backwards. And that is not something that most people would really want to do. You need to demonstrate to them that you have resolved whatever resulted in that breakup in the first place. You have to show them that, hey, whatever it was, not a problem anymore. That's the first thing, right? Nobody's going to walk back into the same relationship that they walked out of in the first place. The second thing is interacting with you has to actually be an enjoyable experience, right? It's not just enough to say, hey, you can trust me now. I'm an honest person now. You have to actually have an enjoyable experience because that's what's going to actually make them want to spend more and more and more time with you and make them want to eventually commit to you, right? Because you are adding some sort of value to their life. And, uh, you know, other than that, you just have to navigate through uh, just trivial obstacles that keep the two of you apart, like, you know, rebound relationships and stuff like that. But you have to really demonstrate that they're not taking a step backwards by getting back together with you. Show them that they're actually taking a step forwards by getting back together with you, by resolving whatever wasn't working and by making the interactions feel great. That's really the best way to start. See if we can get some more questions. My ex got engaged five months ago and she works with me and she tells him after the engagement about me. Um, so, so she didn't even tell her fiance about you until after they got engaged. Um, yeah, that just shows that she doesn't trust him entirely. She's afraid that he's going to leave her for some reason. She's afraid that he's not going to want to stick with her if he knew the truth, um, which means that, she, that, that there's not a whole lot of uh, trust there, either that or she's incredibly insecure, uh, which may be the case as well too, um, which implies that probably both of them have very low self-esteem. So, um, you know, it's I, I can't say if it's a rebound relationship or not because I don't know the specifics of your situation, but I'm guessing there's probably low self-esteem. I'm guessing there's insecurity. I'm guessing there's jealousy. I'm guessing there's a lack of trust. Um, and I'm guessing it's probably not a setup for a great marriage in the long run. So, um, you know, that's unfortunate. We were seeing each other every day for the past two years. He just left and is gone. I still don't believe he didn't even come back um, for the past four months. I don't even think about dating or seeing anyone else anymore. Yeah, uh, so that's the thing about 
about dating other people and, and dating after a breakup. I mean, oftentimes a lot of people will advise you to date someone new immediately after the breakup, uh, you know, as if, you know, just bury your sorrow in someone else's arms and, you know, you'll see that your exes and all that and everything and that you have all these options that maybe you didn't realize. And I, I totally can understand the logic behind that, but when it comes to actual long-term effects, I don't believe that that is a very good strategy. I think that you should learn to love your life the way it is, and that if you can do that, then that is going to set you up to have a much better uh, dating and relationship life in the long run, because you're actually bringing value to the table as opposed to just seeking validation from other people. Again, that's part of the validation trap. Go ahead and link to that video over there. In case you missed that, that is a video that we've been referring to an awful lot. So uh, I hope you're checking that one out because it's kind of an important one. She got engaged two months after the breakup. Yeah, so very likely a rebound relationship. Uh, that is the, the one that was uh, the person whose ex was engaged after five months or has been engaged for five months. I'm taking a break from my ex. She has been very negative towards me and trying to make others see me that way as well and helps her validate the fake image that she made of me uh, to break up in the first place. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's totally okay to let go of your ex. I know that there are certain thought loops that people can get into where it comes to, you know, you always need to move on from your ex, you always need to move on from your ex, or you always have to try and make things work with your ex, you always have to try and make things work with your ex. And I know it can be actually kind of exhausting to get caught in these loops either one direction or the other. And I want you to know that you don't have to just choose one path and stick on it forever. You can choose a path and then if it stops working for you for one reason or another in that moment, you can choose a different path. And you can always, you're always free to change your mind at any point in the future and pick a different path, pick a different option uh, based off of what's right for you in that moment. Um, I know that oftentimes people get this fear of you know, looking like that desperate person that's still stuck on their ex, you know, months or years down the road or something. And I can understand that, but that would only happen if that was the last decision that you ever made. That would only happen if you just decided, like today, I'm going to never give up on my ex no matter what. And then that was the only decision you ever made, and you just kept moving forward and forward and forward, and you never stopped to say, hey, is this what I really want? Hey, is this enjoyable? Hey, am I having fun myself? Hey, is, is this taking my life in the direction that I want to go? And if you're periodically checking in with yourself, then that's not going to happen. So um, it's totally fine. It's totally normal. It's totally okay to take a break from trying to make things work with your ex, to see what else is out there, to focus on your own healing, to do whatever it is that you need to do for you because your experience matters. Your experience is absolutely important. I know we often try and focus so much on the other person. You know, are we impressing them? Do they like us? Do, uh, why are they doing this? Why are they not doing this? What do I need to do to make them like me and all of that? We actually stop saying, hey, is this something that I actually enjoy doing? And when we do that, we're really robbing ourselves of actually allowing ourselves to trust us to do what's right for us. Because if we're busy trying to contort ourselves into various different shapes or positions or uh, pretending to be someone that, or something that we're not in order to get other people to like us, then that is going to be pulling us away from the person 
that we actually are. And that's going to cause us to unconsciously trust ourselves less and unconsciously cause us to doubt ourselves more, which is going to just exacerbate the problem even more. So uh, definitely prioritize your experience. Definitely remember that your experience matters and definitely remember that you deserve to be happy. And if you're not happy, then it might be time to stop and reassess what you're doing and to stop and say, is what I'm actually doing the, the, the right thing for me to be doing? I like Clayton's advice. Well, thank you very much, uh, Sabrina. Thank you so much for saying that. So when she ever tries to reach out to me in the future, I'm not that same person that she broke up with and she will discover it. Yeah, totally. Um, oftentimes people try to tell their ex that they've changed, tell their ex that they have become a different person, tell their ex that things aren't gonna be different. But the thing is, you know, talk is cheap. Anyone can just say something. Anyone can just say, hey, you know, I'm a changed person. Hey, you should, you know, be with me because of these various reasons. But that's not going to be enough to convince most people unless they're like incredibly gullible and have zero life experience. People are going to base their trust and base what they believe based off of your actions, based off of how you're bringing yourself to a situation or an interaction. So it's not enough to just say that you've changed. You have to actually demonstrate that to give somebody confidence that you, know, you are who you say you are, that they can put their trust in you, that they're not walking back into the same relationship that they walked out of in the first place. And um, that's really absolutely critical. So um, the key to really showing your ex that you've changed, if that's something that you want to do, is to actually have changed so that they just aren't walking back into the same ball game that they walked out of. That's absolutely critical. Okay, guys, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. But uh, once again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what we're doing, give me that thumbs up, please. It does help support the channel. And uh, subscribe if you haven't already. And if you want to learn more about how to upgrade your love operating system, please check out our free class over at modernlove.life class. Anyway, guys, I will talk to you tomorrow on a subject.